That's right, infidels. You found us here, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, where you get the most real talk, the best reviews of all your favorite wrestling shows from AEW and WWE, Impact, and more, because we're going to break it all down with the best staff in professional wrestling at HMG. So you don't need to go anywhere else, because there's no five stars here. There's only $5 face slaps, infidel. Hello, Walker! So sign up today, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, and join the Hameen Army for the most real talk in professional wrestling. YOLO! <laughs> it's the blow-off. Yalla. Welcome to the blow off right here on the blowoffpod.com and Hameen Media Group and syndicated by the PWC Network. I'm your host, Jimmy T, and my co host is back once again. I'm sure you know him by now. Is he evil? Is he a doctor? It is Jeff Lipman. Welcome back to the blow off. How you doing, my friend? I'm doing great because if I'm syndicated, that means I'm part of a syndicate, an evil syndicate. Oh, I see what you did there. Is he evil? Is he good? I don't know, but <laughs> I know it's evil. <laughs> well, it's right there, right the Malachi evil dose, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it does. It sure does. And dude, by the look of your eyes, I mean, I don't know who's got bigger eyes. You or TK, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> sniff, Ooh. sniff. Well, TK has very big eyes because apparently he's bought Wrestling Inc. and he's and he's looking to buy Ringside News, all at <laughs> well, very reasonable of- prices for wrestling dirt sheets, which are I'm sure worth 
billions of dollars. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure it does, or they are worth millions of dollars. Not. But speaking of ringside news, though, Jeff, mm-hmm. what the fuck is going on over there with ringside news, man? Woo! You know, this is going to be a foot race for what's the craziest story in wrestling this week. So I'm just going to throw out there what isn't uh, because nobody cares. Um, And that is that the collaboration between Noah and DDT is a disaster. Apparently nobody's happy about it. And somebody who was basically exercised out of of Noah who showed up in DDT, then like three days later showed back up in Noah and like nobody's happy about it. So there's, there's strife all over the place. But you didn't ask me that. Guess me, what's going on with Ringside News? And the truth is, I don't freaking know. I wake <laughs> up to all this this stuff where the, the, the guy from Ringside News is posting all sorts of crap about how he can't be bought and Tony Khan bought Wrestling Inc. off and, and that he and that he offered him Tony Khan offered Ringside News a million dollars to be on their side, then offered them two million. Last I saw, they offered them three million, and that fuck that, and and <laughs> the love of, of the subscribers is all they need, and it's not for sale, and fuck Tony Khan and this and that. And you know, I don't know, maybe, you know, maybe he got some of Tony's bad batch or something, but it's it's like some sort maybe. of breakdown. You suggested maybe they'd be ha- they've been hacked. Well, I mean I'm hoping for their sake that they could be hacked, right? I mean, seriously, because why would they be saying all this Malachi, shall I say, publicly? I I don't know why, but it's been going on long enough that if you were hacked, like you'd come out and say, hey, we were hacked. Uh, And then, but my real first reaction was like, who'd want to hack ringside news? Well, I mean, a lot of the wrestling dirt sheets have been getting hacked lately, though, Jeff. By who? <laughs> Who's hacking I don't know by who. Uh, that's it's a good not even question. their websites. It's, it's their Twitter right. accounts. I mean, <laughs> who the fuck knows? But uh, apparently they do get hacked. But uh, like I said, hopefully for their sake that they did get hacked because surely this is going to get a lot of like negative attention for Ringside News. I mean, it's insane. If I'm working for Ringside News right now, I'm really concerned that whoever's in charge of that is having a breakdown live and – well, not in living color, but whatever color characters you choose for your Twitter screen. Yeah, good good point. But, um, I mean, look, whatever's going on with them, I don't know, but fuck them anyway. But speaking <laughs> of Twitter and ringside news, anyway. I love all of the sources of information. Well, apparently you've got more information, and that involves Kota Ibushi. What's going on there, Jeff? Okay, so we talked about this briefly last week where Kota Ibushi basically went to town on them and he basically went on Twitter saying he got himself fired, but he's not fired. He's still under contract. He was on a lifetime contract, but apparently it was a three-year contract. And I made a stupid joke about a cat and you took it in a very strange direction. (laughs) And I noted that I picked the wrong animal, that the cat doesn't have a (laughs) half-life of three years. I probably should have picked like an octopus or something. Anyway, so that simmered down. We even saw New Japan post, happy 40th birthday, Kota Ibushi. Okay, well, that's a, that, that seems positive. That seems nice, right? Wrong! <laughs> However you say wrong in, in Japanese. So I'm reading this from someone who seems to be in the know and seems to be of good faith. And more importantly, it seems like they're from Japan because they apologize for their translation. But here, here is the situation with Kota, and, and I'm going to paraphrase, but it's going to reiterate some of what we said last week. So 
Kota was injured in a match last fall. The, the person typed game, but obviously it meant match. Uh, it seems that New Japan Pro Wrestling left him alone after that. Um, and by leave him alone, not not meaning that they let him not be booked, that they let him rest up. They just didn't ask him how he was. They sort of ghosted him. They didn't express any concern. Then they tried to force him to come back last December. He refused that offer because he hadn't re- recovered from the injury. So New Japan sort of ghosted him again. And then in May of this year, 2022, uh, they suddenly sent a line message to Ibushi, which means dismissal. Basically, you're fired. Ibushi was hurt when he saw it and then revealed uh, this pain, the person types heartache, to his mother. And his mother replied to him, well, you can quit now. Soon after that, his mother attempted suicide and was seriously injured. And... Coda inferred from this that basically New Japan's actions was almost like like murder by influence. Basically, he's blaming New Japan's termination of him or treatment of him or whatever the combination is to cause his mother to want to commit suicide and to actually try it. So... I don't know where to start with how weird this all is and how strange it all is, but I, I have nothing else to add to it. I, I don't really follow Japanese wrestling. This has just come up because Kota Ibushi is sort of a, you know, a big name, big enough to even make it into you know, my sphere. Of course, I know what the Golden Lovers are, and I, yeah, listen, I, I probably know more Japanese wrestlers than your average bloke out there. Um, but this is weird, so I, I, I can't give it any more explanation than, than what I just read. Well, I think I have a feeling I know who that Facebook user is. Uh, well, Facebook user goes on to say, poor Kotex, some sushi. Why would New Japan try to kill his mother? I guess that is Mr. AMBS himself, Chris Ams. How do you know that? How can you tell? Well, after going to Facebook, man, which is stupid, I don't understand what's mm-hmm. going on here with StreamYard. It used to show it. it can used to can show we just it. pretend that they're different fans? Well, yeah, we should. Can we, can we pretend that it's not cast Chris, members of show? If, Chris, if you're available, come and join us on the blow-off, dude. No, no, no. <laughs> but you're, it's not Chris. It's totally a different person. Well, this Facebook user goes on to say Listen, it's a wild story. I'm, I don't I'm know who that is. That smiles Maccabee. You think Maccabee? Let's see. Let's, let's see who yeah, it that is. That smiles Maccabee is the Facebook user in this case. It is a wild story. <laughs> it's, it's insane. Smiles, you're right. What is going on in the land of New Japan? I mean, I mean, seriously, and that was Kevin Sexy Time Panetta with the with the comment. It was not Kevin Sexy Time Panetta. That was totally Marcus Aurelios. (laughs) Marcus Marcus Aurelios. He sounds Greek. What is he? Italian. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Is he Italian now? And yes. why can't I bring up my screen? What the fuck is going on here? Seriously. But anyway, let's get back to the business. What is going on with New Japan Pro Wrestling, Jeff? And what's up with Kote Ibushi's mother wanting to commit suicide? I don't know. And I don't know what that would have to do with her son leaving professional wrestling unless he supports her too. Yeah, well. See, now everybody wants to be a sexy time, even Marcos Aurelius. Even Marcus Aurelius, that's true. 
Well, I don't know. That's crazy. It's a crazy start to the to the news for today. And uh it's a crazy freaking world we're living in, especially with ringside news going bananas and going ape shit on Twitter. But anyway, let's move to some hangman Adam Page news, Jeff. Okay. Where he says he's he he claims he's tired of superhero movies, Jeff. Oh. <laughs> and and this is what he had to say. He said on modern day comic book movies. No, not at all. Please forgive me. If this annoys you or pisses you off, I'm tired of this superhero stuff, man. Every movie, superhero movie these days, if you like it, hey, that's cool. I'm glad. You're probably having a ball these past 20 years. But damn, I just want to go and see something original that ain't about flying around and shit. Do you agree with him on that, Jeff? I'm just glad that finally the time traveler's wife is out, something that Hangman Page obviously would enjoy. Well, you know what? Well, I actually well, agree with you. He has a new movie. I'm sure that he's very interested in that as well. That seems right <laughs> up his cowboy ass lane. <laughs> well, he goes on to say, I'm falling asleep during a Marvel movie, Jeff. He he says, I watched that. I like Deadpool. He's good. I've watched some of them. I fell asleep. I think at the Thor movie, it wasn't bad or anything. I was just so tired. I got home from a trip and I just couldn't stay awake. So, yeah, I don't know, man. I'm tired of the superhero stuff. I feel like those big blockbusters that used to come out in the day about anything, just random stuff, that didn't happen anymore because it's all superheroes now, Jeff. Hmm. Uh, well, I'm sure that his parent company, Discovery, is really excited about that because that's one of their only profit centers. Um, did he give any comments on Yellowstone? Because he doesn't watch Yellowstone. He's probably never heard <laughs> of it because it's about cowboys. I was going to say that's cowboy shit right there, Jeff. But he goes on to say on his idea for the 2021 Full Gear set, he mm -hmm. says he could have been a lot of picture of me in my wrestling gear all over the set, you know. My mm -hmm. chunks could have swirled around or something cool. Oh, yeah, that would have been badass. Have assless chaps as the entrance. It's just my bare ass in some chaps. And then I guess to come out, I'd have to open up and come out from my bunghole, Jeff. Come out indeed. That is that's a shoot. He said bunghole. I believe you. Yeah, he's he's one of the bungholes. Uh, <laughs> and as I said, come out indeed. Come out indeed, hangman page. Um, speak your truth. Um, no, I'm sure I would have loved to have him to be, you know, decorated a nice Victorian era, maybe some matching patterns, make sure the chairs and the curtains match. I'm sure that that would all be very lovely. And ding-a-ling-a-ling. -ling. Right ding -ling. Who, who's that? Oh. Um, that was some more of our fans. That, that we've is... got Malik Shabazz. What's up, brother? What's, What's up? Cracking? What's going on? <laughs> and also, I am sexy time. No, I am sexy time. A la Spartacus. I get it. I get it. Everyone's <laughs> sexy now. Everyone's sexy. <laughs> if everyone's sexy, no one's sexy. That's just the way it is. Well, I mean, I couldn't help but notice there was a lot of uh, heel sort of to Hangman Adam Page in that little promo, in that little skit. I mean, could we be getting a full-blown heel turn by Hangman Adam Page? Your guess is as good as mine. I, I have no idea what he's been doing. I don't even really know what Punk's been doing. This has all been very confusing. The only thing that's been more confusing is the stuff with Scorpio Sky and, and Sammy Guevara and that whole little okay. crowd. But, but at least they're at least I'm confused as to why they're doing what they're doing. I know what they're doing. I just don't know the why exactly. Uh, you know what? I'm not even really sure exactly what they're doing. Um, but 
yeah, I don't know. Could we see a, a, a heel turn from Paige? Sure, absolutely. Why not? I'd rather see a heel turn from Paige. I'd like to see a heel turn from somebody. He'd be much more interesting with a heel turn. He has no character right now. I mean, he's right. Yeah, no, that, that Peter Robinson is absolutely right. I mean, and that's from 60 Tom Kevin Panetta. That was from and Peter yeah, Robinson. Man. I just said who it's from. <laughs> well, anyway, it's true. He'd be much more interesting heel with a heel turn. And I think he needs to turn heel. And I'm talking about full-blown like heel, where he's just a pure prick, in my opinion, Jeff. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm still on to his idea about assless chaps. I mean, yeah, that's funny. What an idiot. That's pretty funny, but he's an idiot for saying that. But anyway. Is, is he thinks he's a male stripper or something? Well, I mean, probably. Okay. Well, <laughs> maybe, maybe that's a better career for him. I'm not sure. Maybe. Well, let's go on to other news where Booker T responds to Mark Henry being mad at Corey Graves for Sasha and Naomi call out on Raw. On the latest edition of the Hall of Fame podcast, former five-time world champion Booker T spoke about fellow Hall of Famer Mark Henry and Henry's recent criticism of Corey Graves for his call on Sasha Janks and Naomi situation. He goes on to say, AEW has made Henry forget how the wrestling business works. Now, it seems like going to AEW just makes you forget about how the business actually works. I'm 100% sure Mark Henry knows that. What comes out of Corey Graves' mouth is something that he was told to actually say normally nine times out of ten, especially when it's something to the magnitude. I wouldn't imagine that's his, and he's saying Graves' personal opinion. Says he can't give his full opinion since he doesn't have all the information. I don't think he would have an opinion, just like he said on his show about this. He said, I really can't speak on it because I really don't have enough information. But on the show, he's there to do a job. He thinks Henry also made those comments to get the internet buzzing. And he goes on to say, I'm almost sure Mark knows that Corey Graves is doing his job. So that's what's really shocking about that. Mark knows him better than that. I'm a friend of Mark. Mark knows that. I don't know if 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 it was just to get the internet buzzing or anything like that. Mark knows better than that. And to hear that, it's shocking more than anything, Jeff. Is there anything um, to come out of this? Is there anything going to come out of this? Probably some jiping back and forth, but <laughs> nothing really. I mean, what do you think? That Mark Henry and Booker T again get into a fight? Of course not. So nothing's going to come out of it. I mean, I think the Booker T is right at the end of the day. Corey Graves does what he's told to do. That's his job. That's his profession. Um, you know, he's not actually a commentator. He's not actually a newscaster. He's an actor playing a role who has lines fed to him. He doesn't have the same sort of freedom that Pat McAfee has, um, you know, and, and maybe not the same kind of freedom that Mark Henry has. Though Mark Henry's role, as far as I can tell in the AW, is pretty limited to his rampage, you know, head-to-head, uh, -head, you know, it's time for the main event thing. Um, I don't know. You know, I don't, I don't mind Mark Henry being an advocate for working people. I don't mind Corey Graves doing what he's supposed to. And I don't mind Booker T point out. I mean, I think they're all they're all telling their own truth. Um, and if Mark Henry was working for uh, WWE, he probably would have either said what Corey Graves said or because he has more status or probably thought he would have had more status than Corey Graves does. Maybe he would have just said, no, nah, not, not me. Someone else says that. You know, or perhaps he would have walked out. And the only reason I thought twice about it is because Mark Henry did end up getting released. But 
not while he was even close to being an active competitor. So I don't know. All I remember is the last thing I saw about Mark Henry was him allowing himself to be made a fool of on a legends night. So true. That's a good point. But uh, Booker T's always got something to say about everything these days anyway, Jeff. So, you know, it is what it is. Well, Booker knows who's paying his big checks. Booker knows what's going to keep him relevant. Booker knows how he can keep reality of wrestling afloat. Booker knows that (laughs) he has the best chance of of placing people with NXT or having them as as enhancement talent, which raises the value of a school and allows them to keep two tuitions at a certain level. So, you know, book, Booker's playing the, the Booker role for himself. And at the end of the day, I mean, isn't that, you know, the best that we can all do is as long as we're not hurting anyone else, you know, criminally that we, we, you know, we do what's best for ourselves and he's not hurting anyone here. What Corey said didn't hurt Sasha or Naomi. It didn't add or subtract anything. They, they know the role. They've said things about people that they didn't mean because it was part of a script. Oh, great point. It's true, man. Speaking of WWE, though, apparently, though, Jeff, WWE is considering changing Madcap Moss's gimmick during storyline injury absence. Madcap Moss was recently written out of storylines after an attack at the hands of Happy Corbin, and WWE later described the injury as a cervical contusion. The Wrestling Observer newsletter, newsletter reports that now that Moss is a babyface, the injury angle was done to get him off TV because there have been pictures to change his gimmick. It was noted that while it's unclear how his character will change, or even if it is, something that is under consideration while he is sidelined. Jeff, are we going to get a different gimmick with Mad Cat Moss? I sure hope so. I mean, his gimmick is terrible. His attire is terrible. It was pretty bad when he was sort of like the stupid sidekick in the, you know, in the, in the bad comedy routine. But at least it made some sense there. I mean, it was a heel look. But yeah, he should stop the cackling. He should stop with the short shorts and and with the suspenders. So fine. I mean, you know, if you write someone off TV, there should be a reason for it. And if they're going to kill two birds with one stone, change the character, change the look. And when he comes back to get revenge, that's fine. I'd still rather he not be stuck in a program with Corbin. But that, I mean, that that's a fade complete. So um Good. I mean, I don't know what they're going to do, but, you know, he should be, hopefully he's something serious. Maybe he falls back on the fact, I mean, I think he was a professional football player um, before he was in WWE. So maybe he falls back on that. Well, Facebook user says he's going to shave and come <laughs> back as Riddick's younger brother. <laughs> oh, I have no doubts that he will. Oh, and that was like, once again from Kevin Sexy Tom Panetta, the Dollar King himself. It was not. I looked into that. That's from Michael <laughs> uh, Beaver Spam. <laughs> Beaver Spam. Yeah. Jesus Christ, Jeff. Uh, but back to Madcap Moss. I do like the way he works, though, Jeff. He, I think he's a great worker. I actually love his worked punches. They look a lot more real than some other guys, the way they do it. I think he's got a lot of potential. I mean, he looks great, too. Yeah, no, he's, he's, he's a buff guy. I mean, you know, uh, I, I actually thought he was one of the few people who looked okay in the um, Raw Underground stuff. Uh, and I was right. impressed with him then, but then he was stuck in the 24-7 stuff, which, you know, really didn't do anyone any favors. Still isn't. Um, I don't know. I, you know, whatever. I mean, listen, it's hard to say it, it can't be any worse because, of course, it can be but it's hard to fathom something could actually be much worse than this 
unless he actually came out like in a, in a clown outfit. <laughs> Don't be surprised, Jeff. Anything is possible in WWE. Like squeezes a little flower, like water shoots out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, man. I can so see it too, man. But anyway, let's move on to Jeff Jarrett reflecting on recording interview with Steve Austin for, for the Broken Skull sessions. Mm-hmm. He says, I don't know how long the conversation was and who knows what they will end up airing, but when they rolled the tape, it was a lot of fun. I'll just say that. It was a lot of fun walking down memory lane. He's got a good recall. I know he has good researchers. We talked about bus rides and Dallas and WWE. There's a trip down memory lane. His format is let's just roll tape and run with it. I can honestly say without question, I never thought that event would ever take place personally jeff i'm looking forward to this uh broken skull sessions i think jeff would have a lot to say about his career in professional wrestling well it's been so bizarre especially lately i mean like he he was in bullet club he was on gcw recently yeah he was a ref in the title picture in nwa recently so like he i mean he, he he He's got the grind. He's sort of everywhere. He manages to stay relevant for a guy who, well, he was born into the business, but for a guy who, you know, never really was all that. He, you know, he, he was just always sort of around. Yeah, I mean, that's true. That's very true. But still, man. He was discount honky-tonk man. I mean, obviously, he was Jerry Jarrett's son, so he was the top face in the Mid-South or USWA, whatever they called it back then. Uh, you know, he, one of his first feuds was Master of Pain, now known as uh, Mark Calloway. Somewhere in there, I think he was uh, some sort of big zombie character. Uh, he, he made his way into the NWO. He's made his way into the Bullet Club. I mean, he owned TNA for a while. He sold gold. Uh, I, I'm sure he's somehow involved in NFTs and Bitcoin. I'm sure he's lost dozens of fortunes for dozens of people, probably even a couple small ones for himself. But still, he's alive and still he's booked. Yeah, for whatever reason. I mean, ain't he great, Jeff? Listen, at this, <laughs> at this, at this point, you just you, you, you can only you can only bust on someone for so long before you just start saying respect <laughs> because he he's he's been. I mean, I, I remember him back to the '80s. So, yeah, just, I mean, just respect. I remember him getting hyped. I remember back in the day when I, when I used to collect the Pro Wrestling Illustrated magazines. I'm talking about this is going back in the early '90s. There was a lot of hype on him in those mags, and it made me go look like go out of my way then to find out who he was. So when he eventually did make it to WWF, I knew who he was, right? And I mean, sure, you could say his daddy got him, you know, high up on the card at certain places, but uh, I mean, he wasn't really that bad, was he? I mean, seriously, he was all right. No, he wasn't that bad. He just wasn't all that interesting. I mean, he basically took Hockey Talk Man's gimmick of smashing guitars on people. Um, yeah, but he, he always managed to keep himself around and keep himself in the conversation and at or near, you know, sort of mid to top card wherever he was and somehow got himself into an ownership position and sort of been just just over the radar relevant ever since and keeps at it. And he, and he looks like Colonel Sanders. So, hey. Yeah. Well, in other news, the update of viewership numbers for this past Friday's episode of SmackDown was apparently up by 7%. Actually, Jeff, they got over 2.31 million viewers. And between the on the demos, between 18 and 49, they got a 0.45. Whereas Rampage on TNT got 410,000. 
Yeah, I'm sure on SmackDown with $2.091 million, but it was still up almost 200000 from the week before. Um, so, hey, maybe controversy sells, you know? Maybe people, you know, thought this was going to be the unification title match after six times it was being promised and not delivered. And, in fact, those folks were right. But I feel like maybe the controversy added a little bit something to it. It was also freaking hot in a lot of the country. I'm sure a lot of people who maybe otherwise might have gone out said, I'm, I'm sticking in the air conditioning. Um, yeah. Listen, up is up. You know, I, I, victories seem strange these days. I mean, SmackDown, it wasn't that long ago that, you know, 2.2, 2.3 was sort of its average. Now it's up to 2 point, you know, less than 2.1, you know, going into some major pay-per-view seasons. You've got money in the bank. We've got hell in the cell. Summer slams around the corner. I know everything allegedly slows down in summer, but does it really? <laughs> True. Does it really? Speaking of does it really, Cole O'Reilly reveals he has signed the new five-year AEW contract and talks bitterness in wrestling. Cole O'Reilly recently appeared as a guest on the Todd Cast show for an in-depth for an in-depth interview, and he goes on to say. He gets asked on how he has signed with AEW for five years. He says, for me, in five years, I'll still be with AEW. I signed a five-year deal with them. Hopefully, by then, champion of the company or several-time tag champion. I know. Just having fun and never losing that love I have for the business. Is he going to be world AEW heavyweight champion one day, Jeff? He won't even be the world Ring of Honor champion. <laughs> That's true. Well, he has. He has been former ring of honor champion i believe actually jeff well i don't think so but i'm talking prospectively oh well that's true that's true he will not be that's right he will there's no chance he will ever be even part of tk's I mean, ring he, of honor and their world champion maybe he'll get a well pure championship run maybe a tv championship that. run i could see him in, in the tag team and in, in ring of honor depending i, I don't know tony's got lots of shiny toys there uh, and we don't really know what's happening with Ring of Honor. I mean, we saw Tully with, you know, Khan and uh, Toa Leone, I think is his name. And then we saw Brian Cage, you know, come out of witness protection, but now he's back in again <laughs> to an undisclosed location. I, maybe Ring of Honor is in parts unknown. Maybe it's in the multiverse. Maybe in the multiverse it's on broadcast TV somewhere. Maybe. Very yeah, well. Well, he's definitely tripping, that's for sure, Jeff, because I believe he will never win. <laughs> the AEW World Championship. I mean, he's just too boring. Sure, he's a great worker, but he's pretty bland as a character, man. I'm sure they gave him a fairly minimum contract, and, he, and probably they gave him a little bit more percentage on royalties because of you know the the shirts will be sold because of his affiliation with Cole and the Bucks and all of those clowns. Well, I think he's making anywhere between 70k to 100k max which would equal no more than 500K with, within those five years, Jeff. Well, that would make sense, except it's Tony Khan. So I would say it's probably closer to 700 million. <laughs> Maybe. You're probably right. Would it surprise me if he's getting paid a million a year, for Christ's sake? I wouldn't be surprised if he's getting paid, you know, you know, 125 or whatever, and it goes up a little bit. Uh, it'll go up to like 160 that. a year, five, you know. Oh, please. Uh, but uh, it's, it's Tony Khan has no idea what to pay people. All I know is that it, it's less than a WWE main roster contract. Um, but it, it's it's around equal with 
like the the higher end NXT contracts, except for their top people, is is sort of where. So I mean, you're probably closer. It's probably like about a buck twenty, a buck, a buck twenty, and he can do indies, and he probably will. But I, I don't know. I don't. I mean, like I. I understand why he's bragging about getting a five-year contract. I don't know why anybody would offer this guy a five-year contract. I mean, literally, he was released and had no offer. Like, why would you? Why would you give someone a long-term contract when you have no competition? I mean, the only other company that that can possibly outbid you just release the guy. Yeah, I agree. Well, you know what, Jeff? He also continues on talking about feeling jaded and bitter and beat up in this business. And I quote, it's so easy to get kind of jaded and bitter and beat up in this line of work because sometimes it's such a grind. You're traveling all the time. You're beat up. You're sore. You're not always getting used. I want to be happy with what I've accomplished and satisfied. Should he be satisfied with what he's accomplished so far, Jeff? Sure. He's getting paid. He's got a five-year contract. Congratulations, Kyle O'Reilly. You have officially overachieved. Well, he also gets asked on how he hopes he'll still be having kick-ass matches in that time. He, he And I quote, hopefully having kick-ass matches because that's what it's about for me. <laughs> Jeez. Getting in the ring, that's where Kyle O'Reilly is best suited between those ropes. Just trying to have good matches with guys. And there's the problem with professional wrestling right now, Jeff. It is, and that's pretty much all Kyle O'Reilly is good at, just having good matches with people in the ring. And he does usually do that, um, but he's not that interesting. And and whatever he tries just seems to look dorky. Um, but okay, he's he's got some of the right friends, and that's, he's he's not going to embarrass anyone in the ring. Um, you know, he's he's a perfectly good hand and a good name to put people over. It's just in AW with the people he's with, it's not sure that he's going to put people over as opposed to other people putting him over, which is. Right. Really, you know, not the thing. I mean, not to compare him too much to Drew Gulak, but it's it's a similar style of wrestling and a similar sort of, you know, not really a big personality. Um, you know, what can I say? Again, hey, good for Kyle O'Reilly. Looks like he's got a job. Hopefully, AEW will get a renewal and stay on the air. Well, speaking of yeah, speaking of wrestlers having jobs, Snoop Dogg shows support for Sasha Banks following WWE walkout. Well, apparently this, Jeff, Roman Reigns and the Usos aren't the only bloodline that matters in the WWE universe, you know. Another which no longer be actively involved in the company, depending on how the ongoing walkout situation plays out, is Sasha Banks and her legendary cousin, Snoop Dogg. The hip-hop icon and pop culture figure took to social media on Monday to show his support of his family relative after she and tag team partner Naomi were suspended by WWE for walking out on the company in a recent WWE Friday Night Smackdown show. The post, which you can view below, courtesy of Snoop Dogg's official Instagram page, features a photo of the two together along with the caption, Bloodline. Um, like I said, man, it seems like Sasha's having a lot of fun away from WWE. I'm still not 100% certain this shit is even a fucking shoot. I'm still a little puzzled, man. It's been a week, but you know what? He's her family. He is her he uncle is. Or, or her cousin. Um, that's what he should do and good for, and this is leverage that she has is her affiliation with Snoop. I'm not sure that Snoop's as relevant to the WWE universe as he thinks he is, um, which maybe is a family trait there. He is um, a hall of famer after all, Jeff. 
I know, but but they're they've sort of moved on to like the the Bad Bunny era and sort of uh, right, you know. But then again, they still had a Johnny whatever his name is from Jackass. So <laughs> yeah, Johnny Knoxville. Yeah, listen, I you're not you're never going to hear me diss Snoop Doggy Style, one of the great albums of all time. Absolutely, thank you for saying that, Jeff. Absolutely, one of the greatest albums of all time. W balls, W balls. <laughs> yeah, DJ Easy yeah. Dick. <laughs> yeah, so. I'm gonna I'm gonna diss Snoop like seven up. Never did and never will. Oh, there you go, Doctor Jeff. Or should I say, MC Jeff Lipman? Pow! Wow! 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 Yippee! Bars! Yippee! Yay! Absolutely, Jeff. Ratatatat! Look at him. He's 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 going right onto the floor. I'm doing the Hameen exactly. dance. I'm doing the Hameen Absolutely. media group dance. Yalla. Yeah, yalla. It's yalla. Yalla, yalla. Shout out to all our Hameen. That's why I only dance on <laughs> Absolutely, Jeff. You're a character, man. And like I was saying, uh, I'm not even 100% certain that this shit is even a... I, I just want to be called anymore. Sexy Boy also. That's, that's why. Oh, oh, I'm sure you would, wouldn't you, Jeff? I, I mean, would. you are a sexy boy after all. Yep. Maybe I'll wear assless chaps. <laughs> oh, please. Do not do that. Whatever you do. <laughs> you can't stop I mean, me from watching on. Downton Abbey, though. Oh, God. That's oh, true. Hangman. Outlander's out on. They have new episodes on Netflix. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Anyway, in other news, we got Roman Reigns confirming he'll be working reduced schedule, may no longer wrestle at Sunday shows. Speaking at yesterday's WWE house show in Cedar Rapids, undisputed champion Roman Reigns confirmed that he will be working a reduced schedule, noting that he's not sure how many Sunday house shows he'll be booked on. The one yesterday perhaps being his last one. This is what he had to say. From the bottom of my heart, I hope y'all had a great time. I know I had the internet talking last week or the week before that, but but I honestly don't know if I'm going to be doing too many live events like this on a Sunday going forward. So this this could be my last one. And I want you all to know that it was a very special, it was very special for me. And I had an incredible time. Roman Reigns, ladies and gentlemen. Acknowledged. Acknowledged. I mean, are we acknowledging he's just going to be a TV guy now from now on? Does he have much time left in professional wrestling? Then, I mean, he is at some shows. He's on TV. He's going to be on most of the pay-per-views. And he's going to be some of the bigger house shows in major cities. Like He's been added back to some cards, I think, in New York and Boston. So, yeah, it, he's not going to be doing house shows in the secondary series, cities unless it's on TV. He's, he's getting some time off. Right? Listen, he's been the best thing in WWE for the last two and a half years um, consistently. So... I mean, if anyone's earned it, it, it's him. And, you know, what, what can you say? He's got about, what, 17 kids? No, he's got, like, five kids, like two <laughs> sets of twins. Wait, does he? Yeah, I think he's got, like, two sets of kids and, and like, either one other child or two other children. He's got, like, five or six kids. Um, he's he's got – he is the head of the table. He's got a lot of mouths to feed. Sounds like it. I mean, damn. Yeah. Maybe, maybe he should be, like, working those Sunday nights if he's got that many kids, dude. Listen, if he ever needs coverage, you can always get Lance Anoa'i or, you know, uh, <laughs> any number of, of, of favors he could call in. Any any number of Rikishi Spawn can can come on in. 
Well, nevertheless, we acknowledge him. We do. We acknowledge Rome. Well, speaking of acknowledging, we have Mike Kyoto on conversation you had with Triple H prior to his WWE release. Former WWE referee Mike Kyoto recently appeared on the episode on an episode of the Monday Mailbag podcast, where he talked about the conversation he had with Triple H prior to being released by WWE. Mike Kyoto said he and Triple H agreed that he doesn't want to be refereeing until the age of sixty, and that he was still rehabbing his shoulder when the pandemic hit. And that led to his WWE release. Mike Curtis goes on to say, and I quote, I had talked to Triple H. We had talked about it. It was a couple of years prior to my release. That's why me and my wife made the move to Florida. And he said to me, I don't want to see you refereeing when you're 60 something years old. I don't want that shit either. He says, I definitely want to go out strong. At that point, the pandemic hit and everything that blindsided me because Getting released by WWE with the pandemic, I was still rehabbing my shoulder. I was not cleared to go back to work, so I got released. Mike Kyoto also talked about how he still has a couple more good years left to be a referee when he reaches 60 of years of age. He wants to be training or doing something else. Making the move closer to Orlando, and if I had to work with at the PC or do stuff down there or on the road with WWE, it didn't matter. I told him to. I don't want to be refereeing till I'm 60 years old. I've got a few more years at this point. I definitely got a couple more good years left in me. I still go with the good young kids and can still move around in that ring. I've got a couple more years left. I want to be training or doing something else at that point at 60. He pretty much just repeats himself over and over again. Yeah, he repeats the same thing five times. So maybe he's got dementia. Maybe that's why they released him. <laughs> maybe. I and, mean, if uh, the match is supposed to be 10 minutes and you think it's 50 minutes, that's a problem. Right, that's true. I mean, yeah. I mean, wake up, Kyoto. Apparently, he's a referee now in Puerto Rico. A new promote a promotion started up there. Well, maybe he should move to Puerto Rico then too. I mean, since he just maybe. moves for to be independent contractor. Now, I mean, listen, it, it was sad. It was a bit of a surprise. AW made a big deal about hiring him for one match. Um, you know, maybe he's just not that good. Uh, you know, not as good as he thinks he is. I, I don't know. Maybe the company doesn't want to have any other situations where they had Earl Hebner who couldn't move around and, you know, nobody had the balls to it. I, I don't know. I have, I have no idea. Whatever well, it is. Yeah. Well, Earl yeah. and his brother, Dave, mm -hmm. apparently stole merchandise or was selling bootleg merchandise via them stealing it or some shit like that. And that's why yeah. they got fired from WWE. Yeah, no, I, I, I understand. But they also looked like stiff you know, Tim Woodsman in there uh, moving around. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, what's to say about my kid? He, he got released. I mean, I'm sure he thinks he has an, another couple of good years in him. And I don't know what's so magical about 60, but okay. Um, you know, hopefully he finds work and continues to do it. There's worse places than being in Puerto Rico. Hey, there's a new promotion in the Dominican Republic as well. That's just a little hop, skip, and a jump away. Well, yeah, go ahead. More power to Well, funny enough, Jeff, uh, mm -hmm. you did mention this earlier, I think on Smack Talk, where apparently the decision to unify the WWE tag team titles reportedly a last-minute decision. On the latest edition of the Wrestling Observer Radio, the tag team title situation was discussed, namely WWE's decision to unify the belts. Dave Meltzer stated that, it, that this decision was made at the last minute 
suggesting that there was no plans for the finish going into the show and adding that we saw was primarily as a way to get over the angle at the end of the match, setting up singles matches between Randy Orton and Riddle against double champion Roman Reigns over the summer. Meltzer also went on to say he had previously reported that WWE intentions were not to unify the tag team championships they had done with the singles championships and that the creative team went back and forth on what to do before Vince McMahon ultimately made the call, following through on a story that was teased for WrestleMania Backlash. It is unknown if the rematch for titles will take place in the coming weeks, but the belief is that Reigns and Riddle will wrestle at Money in the Bank in early July and Reigns and Orton will be the main event for SummerSlam. WWE is holding back Drew McIntyre as a challenger until September when the company holds its clash at the castle in Cardiff, Wales. What's going on there, Jeff? What's going on there? I don't know. I mean, I, I heard the same thing, but maybe the original source is Meltzer. Whether he's right or wrong is 50-50, right? Whatever. Right. It was a surprise. I mean, you know, you know, at least they finally delivered on the match. I guess they figured after so much futzing around and, and you know, sort of baiting and switching people for show after show after show after show that they deserve to have a finish. I don't, I don't, I don't hate it. And if this was a last minute decision, that was fine. Listen, last week we got Becky and Asuka as out of a last minute uh, decision uh, due to circumstances. And that was damn good. Uh, I won't so to say necessarily say the same about the, the following raw, by the way, we, we just got the raw numbers in 1.732, which is actually down 0.04, which wow. is thousand, but it's, it's, you know, still down. So two, two weeks in a row with the Cody clock, that's a, this is a failed experiment. Tick tock, tick tock, and I'm not talking about Killer Cross. Mm-hmm. Is it is the is the clock really ticking for Mister WWE himself, Cody Rhodes? You know, I'm the one who who came out first and said I think Cody Mania is over. I'll give you that one, Jeff. I'll give you that. Well, let's move on to New Japan news, actually, Jeff, where it was the best of the Super Juniors, 29 day six results in Akita, Japan. And uh, here are some of the results. Tiger Mask, Alex Zane, Ace Austin, and, and Clark Connors defeated Jado, Hiroyoshi Tenzan, Yo, and Rasuke Taguchi in an eight-man tag team match. I know you don't care to comment on that, so I'll keep going. <laughs> with. Also, Bullet Club, Gato, and Taiji Ishimori defeated the House of Torture, Dick Togo, and Sho in a tag team match. Los Ingobernables de Japón, Shingo Tagaki and Hiromi Takahashi defeated Suzuki-gun in Takamishinoku and Yoshinobu Kamemaru in a tag team match. Also, my boy Robbie Eagles defeated Duki in a Best of Super Junior 29B block tournament match. Ally Lindemann defeated DJP in the Best of Super Junior's 29B block tournament match. Master Wado defeated Bushi in a B-block tournament match. Our Fantasmo also defeated Titan in a B-block tournament matchup. Also, El Desperado defeated Wheeler Yuta in also Yay! another B-block tournament match to end the show. Yeah. How do you feel about that, Jeff? Anytime Wheeler Yuta loses, I win. Well, I'm glad he lost, right? right. Maybe I should look... I mean, <laughs> maybe I should look up what the what the standings are right now in the best of super juniors and you know what man by all reports i'm hearing it's a great show 
Uh-huh. Oh, great. This is the blow off, Jeff. We talk wrestling worldwide, my man. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, this sounds really exciting. That's great. So super juniors, that means they're lightweights and young. Well, yeah, it's the best of the cruiserweights. How about or, or that? Or is it just lightweights? It's all lightweights, my man. Well, well cruiserweights, whatever you want to fucking say. Well, I don't care about lightweights. I, I don't even know what a cruiserweight counts as in wrestling anymore because you have 205-pound guys, you know, competing for world championships. You have 155-pound guys competing for world titles. I, I don't know what any of it means. All I can tell you is I don't care about little wrestlers for the most part, 95 out of 100 of them. I don't care about the super juniors. I don't care about Japanese wrestling. I certainly don't sure should give a shit about TJP. And I don't know what an El Esperado is. Sounds desperate. Um, and I don't know what show is, and except for the big show. And I wish the big show would be it's there and, and turn face and heel all the time and just hit everyone that's there. Oh, boy. Wow. I can't believe you, Dr. Jeff Limon. How dare you? Well, we, sticking to Japan, Will Ospreay addresses Kenny Omega issues. We're not on good terms right now, according to Will Ospreay. Could a dream match between Kenny Omega and Will Ospreay soon be a reality, Jeff? The working relationship between AEW and New Japan Pro Wrestling fans think so, apparently, Jeff. So during a recent appearance on the Rest Things podcast, the international pro wrestling sensation spoke about being on bad terms with one of the founding members of AEW after seeing the elite member burying him online. And here's what happened and what he had to say on how he's currently on bad terms with Kenny Omega. And I quote, obviously people want Kenny Omega. We're not on good terms right now. When you leave the building and leave New Japan and pull me aside and say, you need to step up for this company. I believe in you, kid and gas you up and gas you up hard, and you put your heart and fucking soul in trying to make this, the bar was high for both myself and Jay White. The bar was so high, I actually care and want the fans who watch New Japan to be like, this is professional wrestling. I'm doing it and destroying my body to do it. And then you cut me off online. What type of cunt is that? Yeah, Jeff, what type of cunt is that? A sick <laughs> I, I don't know. Could be a silly cunt. Silly cunt. This sounds like nonsense to me. Meanwhile, every time <laughs> Will Ospreay speaks and does something controversial, he then injures himself. So last time he spoke, he then broke his neck. This time he spoke, and now he's got a kidney infection. So maybe he should <laughs> just stop talking. Does he really have a kidney infection? Yeah, he's got like 104 fever or something, and it's unknown wow. when he'll be able to re return to action. Holy shit, man. This, it doesn't stop with this guy. No, exactly. This guy is snake bit. So maybe he should just shut up and enjoy that that he's regarded <laughs> in, the, in the same you know conversation by New Japan fans as Kenny Omega because they revere him on their Mount Rushmore. Like, you know, him, Tanahashi, Okada, you know, Will Ospreay, I guess Jay White are sort of, you know, maybe in there as well, I suppose. I, I don't know. At least the modern era. But, um, yeah, whatever. I mean, it... it it sounds like a work to me if it's a shoot. I, I don't know enough about it, but I, I don't care. Kenny Omega is, is not welcome in Japan, so it doesn't matter. Well, on holding Omega in high regards until he saw the cleaner doing him dirty online, Osprey goes on to say, I look at you and actually hold you in high regard, actually high regard, and I respect everything you've done. Even when you did the barbed wire exploding match that went to fucking shit, I actually was the type of guy that was like, I hope they're all right. 
the bombardment of tweets. I was probably the only guy that did that. And instead, you retaliate by burying me to your shitty fans. I'm literally doing you a fucking best. That's why me and Kenny don't get along. I'm sure he has something to say, but it's one of those things where I prefer him to say to stay away. Wait, I just got got breaking news. I just got Kenny Omega's comment. (laughs) You don't have the charisma of Maki Ito. That's Kenny Omega online. No, who cares what Kenny Omega says online? He's terrible. Wow. Him, Carl Anderson, and Dax Harwood are like the three worst wrestlers online. Maybe Chris Bay. Holy shit, man. I'm not even going to get into an argument with you about that. I strongly disagree. Which one? It is what it is, though. Well, I'm talking about Kenny. You know how much of a Kenny Mark I am, sir. He's terrible online. He's such a baby. He is a baby online. That's true. And he should shut the fuck up. I'm limited to him online. Right, right. Well, speaking of online. Well, I guess I won the argument. Yay, me. Yeah, you. I'm I'm not even going to bother arguing the fact about Kenny. I blew you out on the blow off. (laughs) You did blow me off on the blow off, actually, Jeff. But anyway, one of the big stories apparently in pro wrestling, Jeff, is Ric Flair revealed how many doctors he consulted for in-ring return. I have a question for you, Jimmy. Was it more than there were Spartans at Thermopylae? Maybe. Well, we'll find out right now. Apparently, Nature Boy claims who's planning on wrestling his final matchup on July 31st for Jim Crockett Promotions, his first in-ring action in over a decade. The 73-year-old Flair recently caught up with TMZ to provide an update on his health ahead of the matchup where his opponent has yet to be named. He tells the publication that he did consult a team, a team, Jeff, of Mm -hmm. doctors ahead of his return to the ring, but decided to only listen to one of them. Mm. I (laughs) I don't have any aches or pains I know I've had health issues, but I asked 40, 40 different doctors, Jeff. Forty, so it was decided, less than there were Greeks at Thermopylae. Yes, indeed. And I decided I'm only going to listen to one. Not necessarily the one that was going to give me the right answer, but that I felt the most comfortable with. Right. Flair is a former 16-time world champion, and while he considered one of the most famous professional wrestlers in this entire world, Jeff, easy gone bananas. Uh, I'd like to know the one doctor is listening to. Is it Dr. Doom, Dr. Yeah. Mehmet Oz, Mehmet uh, Dr. Spock? Yeah. Uh, I mean, right, maybe Dr. Spock, Dr. Phil, perhaps. I, I, I don't, I, I have he no idea. He's a legit doctor. Maybe it was that doctor that was the Trump's doctor in the White House and then he ran for Congress. Maybe, or was Ricky it James Dr. Or Rick, <laughs> Dr. Rick James? He has to consult Dr. Rick James, <laughs> or was it the doctor? The Malachi, the doctor of evil dose. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, I mean, seriously, whoever whatever doctor fucking said he should wrestle. Dr. Kevorkian. <laughs> Remember Kevorkian? Mm-hmm. The guy from the 90s uh, steroid scandal? No, Dr. Kevorkian was the assistant suicide doctor from Oregon. Oh, yes, you're right. But it was similar to the one in WBF. Uh, yeah, not the name? same guy. <laughs> Not the same guy, but similar last names. Mm-hmm. Funny enough. But uh, yeah, you're right. No, this, this, but, is, uh, this is suicide by wrestling. It is. And I'm scared to eat. I don't know if I'm going to watch it, but I'm afraid. This, this, is, so, this is so troubling. Kota Ibushi's mother tried to kill herself again. <laughs> well, I'd see, even that blows my mind. No pun intended. Just quietly. It, it's but, just uh, it's just an insane story, and uh, I'm sorry to make light of it, but I just made light of it just because I mean it's it's so attenuated. In in my business, you would say that that is a long nexus. 
man. I don't know what's possessed Ric Flair on wanting to get back in the ring. I'm glad Ricky the Dragon Steamboat said, fuck no. Because for a minute, it seemed like we were going to get that match. Who do you think his opponent will even be, dude? Uh, I originally thought maybe Nick Aldis was going to be his best shot. Oh, please, no. No, hell no. Uh, I don't think Tony oh, Khan would let it be Andrade. Um, oh, God. I, I, I honestly don't know who it would be. I, I mean... Does it does it even really matter? Does it, I mean, should anyone be encouraging this? I mean, there's plenty of people who need the money. I mean, you know, I, I don't mean to pick people's names out that I don't know you know anything about them, but there's people who will probably never work again, like a Jackson Riker, who I'm sure would be happy to oh, do boy. it. Or, you know, or you know, someone from Control Your Narrative that, that could use oh. the dough. I mean, oh please no, not Control Your Narrative, please. Uh, I, I, I don't know. Whoever it is, they better be safe. They better be strong, and they better be prepared to carry the whole thing. I mean, not you know, they're talking about the Rock and Roll Express. It can't be Ricky Morton or Robert Gibson. They're they're close to seventy themselves. Oh boy, Jeff. Either way, I just don't. I don't want to see this match. I hope he survives it. That's all I know. But the thing is, man, if he does this match, he's going to probably be another match, and I'm afraid we're going to get him practically dying inside the ring, man. I'm hoping that doesn't happen. In saying that, Jeff, I think we should take it home. Tell them where they can find you, man. You can find me at Hammerlock Hangover, a wrestling podcast with Big Daddy Cool, Stephen Pena, Garden of the Doom, totally a not wrestling podcast about esoteric things, the arcane, look at things from a philosophical, theosophical, uh, religious, mythological perspective, sometimes a little pop culture, sometimes some humor. Garden Views, more of a magazine show where you do one uh, – Hot topic, something that's current, and look at it from a, a legal perspective and hopefully inform and entertain. All of those shows are on the PWC network, um, which is a cousin to uh, the, the network that you're watching right now, and uh, also on the Wrestling Soup Network. So thanks to everybody who lets us air and supports us at Icarus Fell MD and at Hammerlock HO. Beautiful. Well put there, Jeff. And also, please like and subscribe right here at theblowoffpod.com, where you can find the blowoff. Also, hamimediagroup.podbean.com, channelattitude.com, and the pwcnetwork.podbean.com. If you want to follow me, you can, at DJ Mass Effects and at the PWC Network on Twitter. In saying that, I'm Jimmy T. He's the Malachi Evil Dose, Dr. Jeff Lippman, and you've been listening to The Blowoff right here on Hamin Media Networks. Peace. Stable, my friends.